Good morning, everyone. It is Saturday, March 19th, and it's 10 a.m. That means it's time for What's Up Ocala. Today, I have joining me Sharni, who is with Great Expectations Realty, which is the sponsor of today's program. Sharni, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everyone how to get in touch with you. Hi, my name is Sharni, and um, I'm a realtor here with Great Expectations Realty. I work with Andrea. And to get in touch with me, my cell number is 954-901-0994. And my email address is C-H-A-R-N-I-E-M-O-N-E-R. XE at gmail.com. So basically, it's my first and last name at gmail.com. Gmail is so great. It's so reliable. I love that that email interface. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Okay, so Sharni, what were you wanting to talk to everyone about today? Um, I know we had kind of talked about this beforehand, but um, you are absolutely excellent at this, which is? Which is how to get your house ready to sell. So that's what I would like to talk about today. Okay, there's a lot of people that are considering putting their house on the market, either with a realtor or um, they haven't quite figured that they're ready for that stage yet, or they're kind of embarrassed about their house a little bit. And even though we have seen absolutely everything, we still, you know, can definitely feel empathy with them because I know I wouldn't want somebody going in my house right now, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, what is what are some of the things that they can do to get their house ready and prepped for the market? Well... That's a loaded question. So um, let's go into all of the details for that. First of all, like you say, make sure that you're ready. Make sure that this is a good time for you, for people to come in and out of your house because you have to show the house. Maybe we'll have to, you or if you end up hiring a realtor, we'll have to do an open house. So make sure that you are mentally prepared to have people coming into your house. So that's the first thing. But um, when it comes to the steps that you have to make, First step is to understand your market. Um, I know by that, I mean, um, do a little research. I know that uh, a home is where you've done most of your, you have so many memories in your house. Mm -hmm. And because of that, people tend to overprice or think that their house is worth way more than Mm -hmm. than it really is. And that's all of us. Mm-hmm. That feels like that. So it's good to kind of look around um, online and see what other houses around you are selling for that maybe compare, can be compared to yours. So it's a good thing to know even before you hire a realtor if you are going to hire one. Would you suggest they go to like an open house or anything that are in their neighborhood if they can? Yes, that that's actually a pretty good idea. If there is one around and... Um, you think maybe it's a comparable house to yours, it's good to go to an open house, kind of see what they have to offer, what yours have that they don't have, or vice versa, and then, um, you know, go based on that. Well, I know we do open houses fairly frequently, and uh, oftentimes there are people from the neighborhood that come over, even though they already own a home, they're just kind of curious. I mean, I've never had an issue with, with people stopping in for that. Exactly. We love having people um, over when we are having uh, an open house. So, you know, if you see one, 
even if we are not the one doing it, <laughs> anyone who's doing it, just go over. I think all realtors are always happy to have um, interest, whether you want to buy it or not, to come over to their open house. I think it's a prerequisite for realtors to actually enjoy talking to people, whether mm-hmm. they're actually actively selling to them or not. They want to have that personal connection and chit chat. We can probably talk to anybody about anything, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, just come come over and then, um, especially if we are not busy, uh, depending on the time of the open house, just come over, ask any question. The, trust me, the realtor will be happy to, to answer your question. That's a good first step, really, is just mm-hmm. checking out that neighborhood and checking out what, I mean, comparing your own home to other houses that are being sold, especially new construction. There's a lot of new construction in almost every mm-hmm. neighborhood in Marion County. So a lot of times you can go and see those as well or the model homes or, or whatever. So that's that's actually... That's really great. So what other um, tips do you have for our, our listeners today? So other than understanding um, the market and what houses are selling for in your neighborhood, it's good to consult a real estate agent, a listing agent. Um, typically someone like me or any other agent who knows the market, um, they will be able to run a comparable report. Uh, we call it a CMA or it has other names um and um you can see we can compare any houses that were that were sold in your neighborhood within the past maybe 180 days or so um and based on that we can come up with a price that's um correct uh, for your home so that's interesting that you say listing agent because I don't think a lot of people are familiar with buyer's agent versus listing agent versus you know, what all of that means. Um, (laughs) But I know some have more of an inclination towards working with buyers and some are more inclined to work with uh, sellers. So which would you consider yourself? I consider myself both. I have done both. Um, I work very well with buyers and I've worked very well with listings as well. Mm -hmm. Although I have had some headaches with listings, (laughs) but um, I have overcome every single one of them. So I would say I do both. Okay. Yeah. So what are some of the headaches that can, that can happen? We won't say what will happen, but what can happen? <laughs> um, well, from the few listings that I've had so far, um, as far as like being a listing agent, because I have worked with more buyers, but I do both. Um, sometimes, um, like I said before, some people really think that their home is worth so much more than it really is and um, they tend to overprice the home. You don't want to do that. When you're putting your home on the market, you want to price it right so it can attract um, people coming to look at it and you know get your house sold very quickly um, instead of it sitting on the market. So overpricing your home can have that effect. So um, I've had um, situations where the seller want significantly more than the house is really worth or more than what is selling around their neighborhood. So that's one issue. And I had a listing where the, uh, the, the seller wanted so much money but didn't want to put any type of work into the house. So mm-hmm. the house needed some work. Okay. The roof was 19 years old. Oh, yeah. The floor was not okay. <laughs> and um, it was not updated. But they were looking at comparables um, to their home that was close by that were completely upgraded. So they wanted the same amount for not like, the same thing. Yeah. 
okay. and basically it wasn't the same thing. Well, I mean, with the roof and the flooring, those are both issues for financing as well. The The buyer yeah. pool would be much, much lower on something where you don't have, you know, yeah, it might look a little dated and you can, you can do something with that. But if it's got issues where the flooring is missing or not up to a code, then that's going to be a problem for financing. I know FHA and VA... I don't even believe USDA would um, would accept it if it's got missing flooring. So, um, and definitely the roof. The roof is such an issue right now for us, yes. for everybody. Yes, I'm sure you've been feeling that pain too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, sometimes even if the roof is in good condition, it's not leaking or anything. But because of that number, the age, mm -hmm. you will have a hard time to get insurance on it. So, as a seller, sometimes you have to put yourself in the buyer's shoes. If you were buying a house with a 19-year-old roof and you can't get insurance, what would you do? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be the same because if the buyers are not satisfied or they can't get insurance, they're not going to buy your house. Mm -hmm. So which um, brings me to the point where um, I wanted to give those tips as well. Look at what um, needs to be fixed in your house before you get on the table of selling it. So... When someone is buying your house, they are going to do an inspection and there will be things that need to be fixed. And sometimes it's little things like um, the light switch or something that like a switch that doesn't work or things like that. They look small, but they are they are actually a big deal sometimes for some buyers. Mm -hmm. So little things like that, it's good to look at them, your appliances, make sure they work. If they don't, if you have to replace them or fix them, you make sure you do that. Because having less work in a house will have your house sell faster on the market. Mm -hmm. And definitely the roof. If you know the roof has some issues, don't wait until we are under contract and then we are close to closing. And then that's when you find out we can't close because the roof is too bad or something like that. So um, your agent, when you do the consultation with your agent, they will let you know. They will ask you those questions. How is the roof condition? You know, is it missing some tile? Do you have to put like a top over it? So in Florida, if it's like that, then definitely you are going to need a new roof, okay. you know? What would you suggest if somebody doesn't have the money for a new roof? Because roofs are, you know, as all things are are going up in price. I know a gallon of milk is going up. A roof is definitely going up. Oh, yeah. So what are some things that you would recommend that they do if they just really can't pull that money out of their pocket? Um, one thing that they can do, if you don't have the cash to do it in advance, you can actually put in the in, in your listing that you will offer a credit at closing mm -hmm. for the roof. So most people will just accept that. Mm -hmm. um, or some sellers will wait until you are very, very close to the closing that they know for sure. They are going to close. They are going to go ahead and do the roof. And then the builder, the roof builder, will get paid at closing as well. Okay, so, so those are, are workarounds, but it just needs to be told up front right in the... Correct, market. yes. Okay. Yeah, that's really important because I know, you know, thirteen to $15,000 for a new roof, not everybody can just, you know, pull that out of their pocket. It's just not possible. So what other tips do you have for, for people today? Um, some other tips, um, depersonalize your house and declutter it because you are going to show your house. You want to show it in the best light that you can. So having certain things that are very personal, for example, if you have certain flags or certain things that you like and, you know, maybe they can be, um, you know, 
not so good for someone else to see or if you have certain specific art <laughs> that some other people shouldn't see um i would suggest that you take those off your you know the walls i have gone to a few places <laughs> where there was some interesting art now there's art and then there's um posters um and what one man's art is another person's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can be offensive to somebody so mm-hmm. if you think something may be offensive or even if it's not offensive it's just good to remove certain things if they are like too personal so make your house as i would say generic as possible mm-hmm. um remove excessive pictures from the walls you can leave one or two but you know having excessive pictures i would say you shouldn't have that and um just declutter in general like uh, it's a good time to maybe rent a um like a storage area and put some stuff if you don't have and you know you're gonna move anyway so you can just have a storage area and then just um put everything in storage and then so you can show your your house better because the more light that comes in the more space the buyer will have a better idea how how that home will be for them right Mm -hmm. right well that's understandable that is definitely understandable so you said you've worked with a lot of buyers do you think that's helped you with the listings Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So being that I work with buyers, I understand what a buyer wants. So if I get a listing, I can tell in advance what I think you should do to make your home more appealing to a buyer. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that has helped me a lot. Okay. What other tips do we have for our our sellers today? Um, Other tips, I would say make sure there is a a good curb appeal. Clean your gutters. um, Do your lawn. If you have any like broken down cars, <laughs> make sure you remove those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my yeah, I had a listing and the lawn was ho- horrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was so bad that I think um, the appraiser took money off for it. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! That would be awful. You know, it's funny is, you know, you're, you're being all nice and sweet on here. Not that you're not a nice person. You are a very sweet person, but you are very, um, very direct. Yes. And <laughs> so I know full well that you told the sellers that needed to be fixed. I time. did. Yeah. I did. I definitely did. I told them, you know, your grass is missing some spots or whatever. And the house wasn't really bad. It's actually, if they did the lawn, it would have looked so much better. Mm-hmm. But and that was one of the criticism that I got when I listed um, when I posted the the pictures on Facebook and stuff trying to do marketing. People are like, people don't do the lawn anymore. So, oh. you know, <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of heat for that. Um, so I think those are like very minimal things that you can do. Um, to make your house look better. Mm-hmm. And then also that same house I'm talking about, they were missing pieces of the fence, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know the husband was very handy and he could have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, just pick up so those pieces and replace them on the fence and maybe even paint inside. For example, they did a lot of holes on the walls to hang stuff like mm-hmm. art and pictures. And then when they, they just up and left, and there was about at least 200 holes on the walls. Oh, my goodness. And, um, yeah, that did not look good. They didn't do a touch-up or anything like that. And at the end, they did end up having to do that. Because after so many yeah. people come in and then that was their feedback, they ended up having to do that. So things that seem very minimal and 
it, yeah, it's a resale, it's as is. Yeah. Some people really get hang up on the as is. Yes, it's as is, but if you get your house looking better, it's it's good for you. It's just, it's just not just for the buyer. Well, you'll definitely get more offers that you can choose from. I exactly. have rolled up with a buyer many times and they look at the house and they say, no, I'm not getting out of the car. Or they just, <laughs> you know, oh, don't bother. We just, we came up on this house and don't bother, don't bother. Yep. Um, so you definitely don't want to be that house. It might be a fantastic home, but if it looks like there's a lot of deferred maintenance they're going to wonder, well, what else is not being worked on? What else is yeah. being deferred? If I can tell just by rolling up to the curb, then this isn't the house for us because I don't want to have to do all of this work. I want to come in and have this fresh new thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could definitely see that. You know, And it's really <laughs> embarrassing rolling up with your buyers and they're like, yeah. no, I'm not getting out of the car and you've got an appointment. <laughs> so. Be kind, okay? Don't do that to us. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, Yeah, things like that, I think, especially if you're expecting the highest price that you can get. You Mm -hmm. can't expect the highest price while you're not offering anything back for Mm -hmm. that, for what you're expecting. Right. You You want the highest price for the, you know, value of your home. But at the same time, if your home is, is not a a 10, you know, if it's not a 10 out of 10, you know, where it's like absolutely pristine, brand new construction. And it's just out, you know, got a little kid on a bike that's just doing circles in the yard, you know, in the sidewalk in front of the yard, you know, you want like absolute perfection. That's a 10. Yes. So really ask yourself and be honest, where does your house score? Because you're going to know as a seller living in the house, especially you're going to know what things are broken and what things aren't working quite right or what doesn't look quite right more so than anybody else. Yeah, that is true. And I've had some um, really good experience as well. The last closing that I had Mm -hmm. um, was a resale. The sellers were in the 80s, so -hmm. they were very old. But, oh, my goodness, (laughs) they took care of this house. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) That house was so nice. It even appraised with VA. Mm -hmm. I mean one shot we didn't have to negotiate or anything like that because they maintain their home they so maintain well. their home so well i mean everything was spotless they did upgrades on the house oh, they wow. did put a lot of money into it over the years but i'm pretty sure they get a lot back for yeah. what they put in they considered it an investment even though yeah. they were living in it well, yeah that's fantastic oh it was like great i mean the roof was perfect uh, they f- they fix every little thing you could think of. I think they literally got someone to come and inspect it, and then they went based on that list and fix everything. So when we inspected it, there really was nothing to ask them to do. It was literally light bulbs, <laughs> I think, in the front. <laughs> there was wow. nothing. So, you know, uh, as a listing agent, I would want a listing like that because mm-hmm. I know that if it doesn't sell, it's not my fault. Maybe it's the buyer, you know, buyer's fault. But it's not because my listing doesn't look good mm-hmm. or has a lot of repairs. So mm-hmm. that's that's where you want to be. So is that something that you recommend is to go ahead and have a seller do an inspection report on their house first? I mean, does it help, you think? Oh, yeah, it would help a lot. If it's something that they, they, they can afford, most definitely I would do that. I would do a basic inspection um, and... Just see what they come up with, and then I would fix every like most of the things as much as I I can. That's what that's what I would do if I'm a seller. Okay. 
But if you can't afford that or you don't want to do that, I believe if you're living in the house, you can tell, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with your own eyes, things that don't work. Like it may look, you know, very small, but it's don't 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 think anything is small. Just fix it if it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's common sense. It's right? yeah, it's, it's common, common sense, sense. Stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, so I do have to ask because everybody's going to be wondering. You have a little bit of an accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. So where are you from, and how long have you been here? Yeah, well, that's always a, a loaded question too because it's like so complicated. So I was born in Haiti, born and raised, and then I moved to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Years ago, I lived there for a lot, for a lot of years and longer than I should have <laughs> because it's island life and, it's you very know, different. yeah, living in paradise and everything is slow. You are not, you're like on island time. So I love that. So I, mo- I moved there and then I picked up some of the accents as well. So mm-hmm. it's like my Haitian accent, which I could never really get rid of. And then now you have every other islands together where we say things that make no sense if I say them to you. <laughs> It's its own little dialect just on the island. Yep, and and then I have that all together. And then when I came to the mainland for good, um, back in 2014, I came here for good, but I left Haiti since 2004. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I had to try and speak proper. So this is me speaking proper. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm a little worried as to what you sound like. If you, it was if it was like you and a family member, I probably would catch. Like, no, you nothing. would not. Yeah, no, nothing. No. <laughs> okay. Especially if I'm speaking with someone from the Virgin Islands, we definitely have things we say that makes no sense. Yeah, that, yeah, I can understand. <laughs> so yeah, for several years, I lived down in Puerto Rico, and um, and if I speak in Spanish with somebody that's Puerto Rican, they're like, you have no American accent, which is a compliment. That's a really big compliment. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, too. But some of the way things are said and some of the words even in Spanish, don't make sense anywhere else, you know? So it's just kind of, ask for orange juice in Puerto Rico and you will be questioning it just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, just kind of different. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, if they want to have a very direct answer about their house or about their buying opportunities? Yeah, well, they can always check me out on the website, the company's website. And then greatexpectationsrealty.com. My profile will be right there and I'd be happy to work with you. But if you want to call me, text me, it's 954-901-0994. And yes, I'm local. I just kept my 954 number. I, I was tried very- <laughs> to talk her out of it. She was very adamant to keep it. So <laughs> it's it's there to stay. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I would have a hard time giving mine up. I've had mine for about 15 years. Yeah, so. that was difficult. Yeah. Now, looking back, I wish I did give it up. But Oh, I get to say I told you so. <laughs> I love that. Do you know how much I love saying I told you so? Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for that. All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about some of the things going on in uh, real estate in the nation, uh, we have nationwide foreclosures increased 11%. Florida was second highest in the nation, second only to California. But don't worry, we have such a huge deficit of homes available. It's really not impacting our market that much. It is going to definitely impact sellers more so than anything. Um, you know, instead of having a, a a steep increase, it may level out a little bit. So if you've been waiting to get your house on the market, 
And now's the time. Uh, last month, a lot of houses hit the market. Uh, of over 1,100 houses went uh, through foreclosure starting last month. So those houses that have needed to go through foreclosure all through um, the uh, corona and COVID and all of that, um, those are now finally going through the court system and we're starting to see those on the market. So if you've been waiting for the top of the market, so far as we know, now's it. So yeah. <laughs> keep a watch on the foreclosures that are starting to hit. But again, we have such a huge deficit. It's really not going to impact. Everybody was worried uh, for the last two years, what's going to happen when we have this huge glut of houses in foreclosure that are going to hit all at once. That's really not what's happening. Um, they are starting to trickle in, but it's not huge amounts. Um, 1100 for the entire state isn't going to even put that big of a dent into the huge need that we have for houses right now. So um, that just keep that in mind. Keep an eye on it. Uh, as far as what is going on in town today, oh my goodness, as far as things to do, uh, Rainbow Springs Arts Festival over on Pennsylvania Avenue in Dinellon, both today and tomorrow has their arts and crafts, so definitely step on out to that. We are one of the sponsors for that event. Very excited to sponsor anything having to do with the arts. And also, as of March 12th, all splash pads in the county are now open. So that's very exciting. Uh, next weekend, we have the Fast Grand Opening on March 26th. I know we've all been eagerly awaiting that. That's the Florida Aquatic Swim and Training Center. That's over by Westport High School, just across the road. That is a huge facility. I think they were estimating about 10, maybe 20 million. It is now at $38 million for that facility, but it is absolutely amazing. And I think it's going to bring a lot to our community. Absolutely amazing. So if you have time on March 26th or thereafter to go over and check that out, I highly recommend that you do that. Okay, well, that's about it for us. Um, if you have any questions or concerns or anything that you want to talk about or want us to talk about, please go ahead and send us an email at ger.expectmore at gmail.com. Again, that's ger.expectmore at gmail.com. And again, our website is greatexpectationsrealty.com. Go ahead and hit us up or give us a call anytime. If you want to call Sharni directly, Sharni, what is your cell phone number? For everyone listening, one more time, please. It's 954-901-0994. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I greatly appreciate all the information that you shared with everyone. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.